This is part 8 titled Redeemed in this sermon series on our identity in Christ who we are in Christ be enriched as you listen Today we are continuing in our study on our identity in Christ we're talking about who we are in Christ So as the Bible is telling us we are new creation if any man is in Christ he is a new creation so you are a new creation it means you have a new identity it also means you have inheritance new inheritance something that God has given to you made available to you it also means you and I live out of this inheritance out of this identity and inheritance I live out this new creation life and that's what we are discovering little by little so our what we are doing is uncovering different aspects of the provisions that God has made to us as people who are in Christ and then we are going to culminate the study in talking about how do we live this new creation life now of course along the journey we'll be making mention of several things uh, and then we will wrap it up by saying this is how God wants us to live as a new creation Today I would like to bring our attention to another aspect of our inheritance in Christ that means this is something God has given to us this is part of our identity uh, this is part of what God has made available to us I want to talk to us about our redemption that we are redeemed in Christ so we'll just read a couple of verses and then we will build up this understanding of redemption in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 we find this in several places in the epistles and i'm just going to maybe read one or two verses and then we will pick up a few more in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 the apostle paul says in him that is in christ that's what this whole series is about about what we have in christ he says in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace now as we have pointed out in times past look at the past tense of this verse it says in him we have redemption i mean it is present but it's already been done for us we have it's been given to us we have redemption through his blood So this is something you have as a child of God. Redemption is yours right now. Now in that same chapter in Ephesians 1 later on in that chapter he does talk about a future tense of a future portion of that inheritance. In Ephesians chapter 1 he says until the redemption of the purchased possession So that is telling us that there is a part of our redemption that's still out in the future which we are going to enjoy. Are we going to have glorified bodies? We're going to be reigning with Christ in his uh, millennial kingdom and 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 so on. So that's out there in the future. It's there. It's a glory which shall be revealed to us. But we also have redemption here and now. In him we have redemption. That's what we want to focus on. because it's something we are supposed to be able to enjoy something that we are able to 
walk in and say, this is mine, and walk in that redemption. Another scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 13, it says, but of him you are in Christ Jesus. Again, that phrase, in Christ. It says, you, God has brought you into Christ. Of him or because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So it's saying you are in Christ Jesus. God has brought you in Christ. And because you are in Christ, all who Christ is becomes yours. Christ becomes wisdom from God to you. Christ becomes your righteousness. Christ becomes your sanctification. And Christ is your redemption. That word redemption again. Now, just to help us understand, the, what is redemption? What is the Bible talking to us about when it says you have redemption? Christ is your redemption or we have, uh, we have redemption. What is the Bible talking about? Now, when you look at, when you study the Greek words used in the context of redemption, that means they are sometimes translated redeemed or redeem, redemption or ransomed or purchased, bought. And you look at all these Greek words, uh, and, I, and the goal is not to pronounce these words and make mention of the words, but to summarize the meaning of them. The idea is that of purchasing a slave out of slavery by paying a price, setting that slave out of, free, free from slavery, and restoring that person to their original state. So redemption means to bring out of slavery and to bring into a place where a person is restored to their original state. Redemption, to redeem, to buy out of slavery by the paying of a ransom and to restore them to their original state. Redemption. And what God is telling us is this, that as a new creation, you are redeemed. That means you're no longer a slave to what was in the past. That is, you're no longer a slave. And we will look at some of the things we're redeemed from. The Bible tells us very clearly. That means you're, you're no longer subject to that. The ransom has been paid. And right here in Ephesians 1, it tells us through his blood, his blood is the price that was offered to God, saying, here is the price, I want them free. So you can imagine it like this, that we sinned, and so we had a great debt to pay before God. He's the judge. We owe a huge debt because we've sinned against God. But our sin, our disobedience to God, also put us in subjection to the devil, to darkness, to sin, Satan, and death. So we were slaves, and we hold a debt. And until that debt was paid, we could never come out of our bondage, our slavery. So the ransom price had to be paid before God to clear our debts. And that's his blood. It says, through his blood. So Jesus, the Bible says, he entered into the heavenly 
place with his own blood. Hebrews chapter 9, 12, 13, 14. And obtained eternal redemption for us. What did he do? He went to the Father. Father, this is my blood. The price that I'm paying to clear their debts, our debt. The moment our debt was cleared, we were taken out of everything that held us in bondage and set into a place of restoration before God, fully restored before God, in a place where we can say we are the redeemed of the Lord. Now, this is spiritual truth. This is spiritual reality. And as believers, we must understand what have we been redeemed from and how do I walk in my redemption? The devil does not want the believer to walk in their redemption. He wants us to remain in subjection to sin, to Satan, to death. He wants us to be in subjection. He wants us to be like slaves. He doesn't want us to know the truth. And if we don't know the truth, we can never walk free. We still sit in our prison even though the prison door is open. We walk around in ourselves, around and around thinking we are enslaved, when actually there's a door that's wide open and we can walk out any time. The devil wants to say, you're locked in your prison, you're locked in your prison, you are a captive. But the God is saying, in Christ you have redemption. You've been ransomed, been set free. So, Let's look at this. Now, I want us to understand an important truth in Scripture. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 to 24, it says that we have come to Mount Zion, and I'm just reading very quickly, the city of the living God. Believers, we are in Mount Zion. We belong to the city of the living God, to heavenly Jerusalem, an innumerable company of angels. We are part of the general assembly, the church of the firstborn. We are registered in heaven. We belong to, uh, to God, who is the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. So he says, this blood of the new covenant, the blood of Jesus Christ, with which he put in place the new covenant, it says, this blood speaks better things than that of Abel. What does it mean, speak? The word speak simply means to proclaim, to announce. And it says, the blood of Jesus is announcing, is proclaiming. Of course, this is in the spiritual realm. Better things than that of the blood of Abel. He's contrasting. So you remember Abel was killed by his brother Cain, and his blood was on the ground. And the Lord said, his blood is crying out. So the blood of Abel was crying out for justice. But the blood of Christ is announcing the work is done. The blood of Abel was crying out, something has to happen to me, for me. The blood of Christ says, the work's been completed. It's not a cry for something, it's an announcement of a completion of a work, of, of a completed work. The blood of Abel was saying, justice has to be meted out. The blood of Christ says, everything's done. Redemption has been provided. So that's why the blood of Christ speaks better things than that of Abel. 
It's announcing redemption. That's why there is power in the blood of Christ. Because this blood is announcing better things. It's announcing our redemption. It's announcing our new covenant. All the spiritual realm understands the power of the blood of Jesus. But sad to say, the church of Jesus does not understand the power of the blood. What that blood is proclaiming in the realm of the spirit. That is why Satan is afraid of the blood. That's why every demon trembles about the blood. Because the blood is announcing our emancipation, our redemption, our complete deliverance. Satan has no more claim on us because of the blood. It's the ransom that was paid. So let's just mention, and much of this truth is things many of us have heard. Let us mention what have we been redeemed from? First of all, we've been redeemed from Satan's dominion. Colossians 1, verse 13 and 14, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness, from the dominion of darkness, and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He's saying, I'm taking you out of this kingdom, I'm putting you in my kingdom. So the kingdom of darkness has no right over the believer. And then it continues in verse 14, in whom we have redemption. So this is what redemption is about. Taken out of darkness, brought into light. Taken out of slavery, brought into a place where God wants us to be in his kingdom. That's redemption. So he says, in him we have redemption through his blood. So first, we are redeemed from the powers of darkness. As a believer, you must know, Satan has no right over you. You know, believers keep saying, oh, the devil is tormenting me. The devil is attacking me. Why don't you just stand up and let the blood speak? Why don't you stand up and say, Satan, you have no right here. Because the Bible says, God has delivered me from the power of darkness. And so Satan has no right to torment my mind or my body or my finances or my home or my family or my children or anything. That concerns me because I've been delivered from the power of darkness. He rescued me, paid such a great price to redeem me, set me free from the powers of darkness. The child of God, as a new creation in Christ, you need to know in him you have redemption, which means you are delivered from the powers of darkness, from the dominion of Satan and his demonic powers. You're set free. Secondly, because you are his you are redeemed by God, it automatically makes us the property of God, the one who paid the ransom. So you are God's property, you are God's purchased possession. First Corinthians 6 verse 20, it says, "You were bought at a price." That's the same idea of redemption, being bought at a price, being bought with a ransom. You were bought with a price, meaning you've now become the purchased property, the purchased possession, the one who bought you, Jesus Christ. You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. God owns you, spirit, soul, and body. And Satan has no right to trespass God's property. 
No right over your spirit, soul, or body. But many of us as believers, we tolerate when the enemy comes trespassing. We put up with it. No, stand up and fight. Say, no, no trespassing. I'm God's purchased possession. I'm God's property. I've been bought with a price. My spirit, soul, and body belong to God. Number three, the Bible also says we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Galatians 3 and verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. What does that mean? That means we are redeemed both from the law, the weight of the law, the law itself, and all the curses that come because of the violation of the law. That means I'm no longer subject to the law, neither am I subject to the curses that are being mentioned in the law or those who violate the law. And Deuteronomy 28 itemizes the curses of the law. You find all kinds of things. You find sickness as a curse of the law. You don't find it listed under blessings. So don't you ever say, God blessed me with sickness. God doesn't need to bless you with sickness. God himself has put sickness under the curse. So you have no right, theologically or otherwise, to move it from a curse to a blessing. Never do that. Don't rewrite the word of God. Deuteronomy 28 lists sickness under the curses. Let it remain there. So under the curse, there is sickness, there is lack, there is mental torment, physical oppression, all kinds of things. It's all listed under the curse. The Bible is saying, God has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Redeemed for you from all of that. And that's why when we stand up against sickness, disease, you look at it as a curse. It's not for me because I'm redeemed from it. I refuse to accept it. It's my redemption right, my redemption provision, my redemption blessing. So we stand up against that. And before we are redeemed from every lawless deed, Titus 2 and verse 14, Jesus gave himself for us. Why? That he might redeem us. That means bring us out of bondage from every lawless deed. What lawless deed is holding you a captive? Understand that the blood is announcing that you've been redeemed from it. That means there's no lawless deed, no sinful deed that can hold you as a believer. I want us to know that as believers, we can walk free from sin. Christ gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed so that we could be and purify us for his own special people, sell us for good works. So you're redeemed. You can look at any lawless deed, any sinful thing that's controlling you and say, I'm redeemed from you. You have no right over me. I'm redeemed through the blood. Next, number five. We are also redeemed from this present evil age. Galatians 1, 3, and 4, it says that, verse 4, He gave Himself for our sins, Jesus, that He might deliver us or redeem us, set us free from this present evil age. That means the world doesn't have to dominate you. The influence of this world doesn't have to control you. See, so much of the church is still living under the influence of the world. 
And we don't know it, and we think that's the way we're supposed to, but we don't have to. The Bible says that we are delivered from this present evil age. Just two more, then we're going to get into prayer. We are redeemed from the fear of death. Hebrews 2, verse 14 and 15 says, Jesus destroyed the one who had the power of death. Verse 15, and released those who through fear of death were in bondage all their lifetime. So as a believer, you don't have to fear death. Death is just taking us to the Lord. It's just getting boarding of flight to be with Him. You don't have to fear death. And of course, we want to live our life through to complete the work God has given to us. We want to live faithful lives, finish the work He's given to us, strong, healthy lives, finish it. And once we're done, step on the flight. But you don't have to fear death. And the Bible says here, Jesus set us free from the fear of death. And lastly, the Bible also says in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, He's redeemed us from every aimless conduct, that is, manner of life, that has been passed down from our forefathers. And of course, he's, Peter is writing to the Jews who were dispersed throughout parts of Asia at that time. And he's reminding them that through the blood, they've been redeemed, set free from whatever has been handed down, the aimless way of life. Now, it meant something to them, to those Jews, but it applies to all of us today in our own context. If the blood of Christ set them free from what was handed down from their forefathers, it set us free from what was handed down to us from our forefathers. That means there could have been things prior generations were trapped in, whatever it might be. But the blood of Christ is that dividing line. It doesn't cross that line. We are redeemed from the aimless conduct, manner of life, things that what they practice, follow, whatever, by the precious blood of Christ. So you can say, I'm redeemed from those kinds of things, which you know, maybe parents or grandparents or great-grandparents practiced, followed, believed, were affected by, were troubled by. I'm free from it. There are no generational bondages over my life. I'm free because of the blood of Christ. So I want us to know you have redemption because of His blood. <clears throat> and His blood today is announcing your redemption. You're redeemed from the power of darkness. Yo, you belong 100% to God. You and I are redeemed from the curse of the law. You and I are redeemed from every lawless deed. We are redeemed from this present evil age. We are redeemed from the fear of death. We are redeemed from every generational thing that may have uh, been handed down to us. We are redeemed. We are free. You are free. In Christ, you have redemption. The blood is speaking of your redemption. And Christ himself, as we read, Christ is your redemption. Nobody can question it. All you have to say is, Jesus is my redemption. His blood has redeemed me. And therefore, the Bible tells us, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Affirm your faith in the redemption that you have. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You say it. I am the redeemed of the Lord. 
I am redeemed from every curse of the law. My family is redeemed. My children are redeemed. Uh, everything about me is redeemed. Saints, testify to what the blood of Jesus has done for you. We know this scripture, Revelation 12, 11, that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So when you and I testify, the blood is speaking, but you also need to speak. You announce what the blood is announcing. The blood is announcing your redemption. You proclaim your redemption. And the Bible says we overcome the enemy as we do that. Today we're going to pray. We're going to let the worship team lead us. And we're going to pray and partake of the Lord's table together. And during this time, as we partake of the table of the Lord, remember Paul is saying we are proclaiming the Lord's death. It's a great opportunity for you to say, God, I believe I am the redeemed of the Lord. And so everything that I'm redeemed from, I want it out of my life. I'm not going to tolerate it in my life. I'm redeemed from every lawless deed. I'm redeemed from every curse of the law. I'm redeemed from the powers of darkness. I'm redeemed from the fear of death. I'm redeemed from whatever that's been, whatever troubled generations past doesn't have to trouble me. I'm redeemed from it. So I want you today, as we partake of the Lord's table, to say, God, I receive my blessing of redemption. I want to walk in it. I want to live it because the Bible says we have it now. Yes, there's some, some that we'll receive later, but this is ours now. We can live in it. You can step out of that prison door and walk as a free person. Don't have to stay in the prison when the door is open. Walk out, be free.
thank you, worship team, for leading us. We're going to partake of the Lord's table. And wherever you are, I hope you have the bread and grape juice or bread and water, it's fine. We're just going to pray with these elements. There's nothing magical about the bread or the water or the juice. It's just regular earthly elements. But what it represents, once we pray, it represents something. It represents what Christ did for us on the cross. It represents our covenant with God. And it represents, it is our proclamation of what the blood has done for us. Now that moment, I want you to say, God, I receive the full blessings of my redemption. In Christ, I have redemption. In Christ, I am the redeemed of the Lord. I receive it. Let's pray together. Father, we just join our hearts together right now and pray. I pray with every person, God, who's connected to this service right now and in their homes or wherever they are as they prepare to partake of the Lord's table. God, we do this humbly. We do this in a simple way, God, with this bread and juice or bread and water that people have. We sanctify these ordinary elements. But we do this in obedience to what Jesus taught us, to proclaim the Lord's death. That as we eat this bread and drink this cup, it is a cup of blessing. It enables us to partake of what Christ finished for us. And Father, we heard today that in Christ, we are redeemed. Christ is our redemption. And we are asking for the full blessing of redemption to invade our lives, cover our lives, that we will walk in it. Make this word good in every person's life, Father. Let every work of the enemy be destroyed, even as we proclaim the Lord's death together. The Lord Jesus said, take, eat. This is my body that is broken for you, that is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake, please, of the bread together. The Lord Jesus said, this is my blood of the new covenant that was poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. The Bible says that we have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkling of the blood that speaks better things than that of Abel's. It's announcing better things. It's announcing that we are in covenant with God. It's announcing that the work is completed, that we are the redeemed of the Lord. The blood itself is a redemption price. We are saying we are redeemed. And so, Father, let the full provision of this redemption affect every person as we drink this cup together now. Thank you in Jesus' name. Let's partake of the cup together.
Father, in Jesus' name, even according to your word, we believe that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That every curse that is listed there in Deuteronomy 28, we are set free from it. We are set free from sickness, disease, and from financial problems and problems in the home and problems in the marriage and problems in the lives of our children or our grandchildren, problems in our businesses and problems in our workplaces and problems in our social relationships. All of those things are part of the curse of the law. So in Jesus' name, we refuse all of this. And instead we say, we are redeemed to be blessed. The blessing of the Lord floods our lives in the name of Jesus. That God silences the voice of the accusers. That God silences the voice of those who speak against us. We are blessed. We are highly favored. We are the redeemed of the Lord. Lord, you said the ransom of the Lord shall return and they will come forth with singing unto Zion. Your word says, God, we have come to Mount Zion. So I pray that they will be singing in the lives of your people, God. There'll be great joy in every individual's life, in every home, every family, every marriage, every household. Let them come forth with singing today because of the redemption, blessing that comes into our lives. Father, thank you for watching over your word and fulfilling it for every one of your children. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for being with us on the service today. We'd love to hear from you. So if you could take a moment and send an email to testimony at apcw.org. Tell us what the Lord has done in your life. Through these services, it'll encourage our hearts and we will be able to celebrate with you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Spirit be with each of us always. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, publication, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcbiblecollege.org. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play Store.